Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. This is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, and I am in sitting in Angie's seat today. I feel like a big girl today because I'm in Angie's seat. You I'm are a big girl. Say, I was a big girl today, <laughs> but she's not able to be in the studio today. And I'm here with my good friends, my sisters from another mister, right. <laughs> <laughs> Donna Smith-Hetzler, hallelujah, and Michelle Ron. Oh, so good to be with you all. It's Thank so you. good to see you. We've oh, missed you, Miss Snowbird. Oh, gosh. She's yes. been down gallivanting around been in, in Florida journey. with all her friends. And what's the name of that coffee house that you love so much? Wawa's. Wawa's. But it's not it's, it's not, not a coffee, coffee shop. It's a gas station. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a, a convenience but it's store. Phenomenal. Oh it's phenomenal. God. It's half the price of Starbucks and everybody's good. They have baristas and Wawa's needs to get into Colorado. But I've even contacted them okay. and they said, No, we're not coming to Colorado. And I said, Can I start one? <laughs> <laughs> They're afraid of the snow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a great place. So All it's, right. it's fun. Thanks. Well, welcome home. Thank you. Yeah, good we to be missed home. You. Thank you. We really have hey y'all we got some some good news stories for you today and I, I tell you you know in the face of stuff that's going on in the world this yes. thing that happened over in Manchester mm. just recently you know and and um, I, I read about the one journalist that was making jokes about that stuff right and I, I wanted to beat his behind I, I think everybody does I, I think he I'm praying that he has some definite consequences yeah. that come from that behavior. I mean, yeah. that's there's no excuse for that. None. No, none. none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he was joking at the expense of the families, the surviving families and the children that had lost their lives. Oh my goodness. You and know, he did and it right just, afterwards. Yes, he I mean, did. It was mm-hmm. right afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he continued. Yeah. He didn't even learn from one mistake. No, he kept he making not. several. He did so. not. Mm-hmm. But in the face of, of all that, we still have good news. And, we do. And, uh, God uh, is there. Dave, God what's, our, what's our first clip that we're going to listen to today? This one is a super cool story. It's about this kid who, uh, from the inner city in California, uh, outside of Los Angeles, and he, um, he wanted to be an athlete, and he wants to kind of like rise above the circumstances that he's stuck in. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to let the clip speak for okay. itself after that, just because, wow. All right. Kylan Lewis Moore, cum laude. The way Kylan Moore reads it, his life doesn't make much sense on paper, but it's unfolding exactly as planned. This man right here says, you did it. I like to dream dreams that are so big, so unfathomable, so unimaginable, that without divine intervention from God, they're destined to fail. Growing up in the Compton-Carson, California area, times were tough, just like the neighborhood. Broken family, no hot water, hardly any food some days. Yet, for all he lacked, he literally pushed that much harder, and football changed everything. The only alternative sometimes to getting shot or to getting jumped or to getting robbed is to say, no, I don't gangbang, I'll just play football. Football gave us life. 
His mom, CJ, helped point the way. We may live in the hood, but the hood doesn't live in us. I envision the, the unlimited places that my children can go. Injuries limited playing time, so he tackled the books big time. A student, Fulbright scholarship, motivational speaker. Now freshly graduated from TCU, another great adventure awaits Oxford University in England, Rhodes Scholar. This is a long way from Compton, yeah, like for real, it really is. His future, unlike his past, rich with possibilities. But I know I want to make something out of myself, and I'm striving towards that. Perfect sense, really, even on paper. Oh, right. I am okay. so inspired. Uh, Did you hear that? From Compton to yes. Oxford. Yes. Okay, you know now, his now. name? What, what, what was his name? name? Do you remember? I don't, no, I don't. I think I don't it says at the beginning. Let's try. Okay. Alan Lewis Moore, Alan cum laude. Okay. okay. Thank now, you. Michelle, you were a school teacher right. for many years. Right. Okay. My, you know, my very first thought I'm hearing this whole thing is, where did this kid learn to rise above this? Yes. I mean, and obviously when you hear the mother, duh, yes. you know, yes. there it goes. But somewhere along the line, someone has get has brought him to the Lord and realized that, I mean, like what he says, to dream dreams so big that without the divine yes. intervention of God, it yes. wouldn't happen. I mean, those, <laughs> we should all know that. Oh, we yes. should all know that, but we don't. And especially if you live in the hood and okay. exactly what she said. But well, he said the hood doesn't live, live in us. And that was the right. quote of the mother. Yes. Phenomenal. Yes. And I, I'm sitting up here. I'm, I'm ready to just go run somewhere and, and do something <laughs> do because something, yeah. this motivated me. You know, oh. when you think about the things that people have gone through in life. Right. You mm -hmm. know, we don't know all the stuff that people have to mm -hmm. go through just to get to the place that they are right now. Mm -hmm. And I will interrupt as a teacher. Mm -hmm. There are so many kids who are arriving in the classroom of the teacher who have already done a day's work at home. Yes. And they've Come already on. fed their siblings. They've already gotten their kids, their siblings out the door. That's and right. then they have come to the door. So absolutely, it's, it right. happens every single day. Amen. And for mm -hmm. this kid, this kid in Compton, I've heard so much. I've never been there. Uh -huh. I've I heard have. so much. I'm have from you LA. Really? Yeah. Okay. So tell so. us about Compton. Oh, Compton is a rough place to be in. Just a is, lot of. Is it a suburb of L.A.? Yes. Is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. It is. All so right. a suburb of L.A. And it's just, uh, there's a lot of desperation, uh -huh. uh, a lot of poverty, a lot of gangsters uh -huh. there. I stopped by for directions there one oh, time. Goodness, oh, goodness, Dave. And we <laughs> oh, were just in the scary. truck. We were in the truck and we pulled up and this guy was on the street and we asked him for directions and he just looked at us and he goes, <laughs> do you know where you is? And uh -huh. we were like, uh, uh, no, that's we why we're we were asking. Like in South <laughs> yeah. Central. Or, he's like, you're in Compton. He's like, I could get killed for talking to you white boys. And that's we're just right. like, wow. oh, like, sorry, let's, let's keep going. That's the kind of place Compton. Right. Can it be. is a rough, I mean, rough place. Yeah, it's, it, it, it can be really rough. Yes. But what I love is that he, he rose above that. Yes. And, you know, coming from that background to dream such big mm -hmm. dreams speaks so much to me, mm -hmm. you know, who hasn't really lived that type of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had some hardships, but nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Or the kids coming where they've already, like you said, Michelle, they're coming, showing up exhausted because they've already done a whole day's work from mm -hmm. the home. And to say, it's okay to dream big, to dream so big that if it fails, then that's not God's will. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Amen. nothing that you've done or that you've failed at. If you dream so big and God doesn't want that direction and switches it, then you can say, you Amen. know, it's okay. Amen. It's okay. I think we've lost that childlike faith of saying, 
God's going to do it. And if he doesn't want to do it, then, you know, we'll switch directions here. But I'm going to dream big. I'm going to believe big. Right. I am going to hope. Right. But let's let's picture where this kid was. Right. Be- I did prison ministry for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so hard on me personally because every six weeks or eight weeks, I'd get the same group back in front of me. Mm-hmm. And how come? Because they did their time. They got out of prison. And they go right back into the circumstance that Mm. they were and to rise above that I cannot even comprehend how that happens other than the phenomenal mother that says we may live in the hood but the hood doesn't live in us but somewhere along the way there had to be something that pushed this kid on Mm -hmm. because to live to continue to live there and go to school Mm -hmm. he had to be taking Oh, absolutely. Everything from absolutely. others. Mm-hmm. And you know, when, when the word of God says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, mm. some people really take that seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if the greater one is inside of us, that's right. then that means we have no limitations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have nothing that can actually keep us down the way the world dictates it would keep mm-hmm. us down. Mm-hmm. Because the greater one is in us. And if, if the greater one is in us than he that is in the world god is bigger than our enemy our arch enemy amen god is bigger than any situation or circumstance that we could god is bigger than compton Mm -hmm. okay god is bigger than anything this young man could have gone through in his life that would could quite possibly keep him from being all that god called and created him to be Mm -hmm. you know and you know that there's someone out there listening to us today this saying, well, I just don't know if I can, I, I mm-hmm. just don't see me making it. Mm-hmm. I don't. What I God don't leads it. us to, he equips us for. Yes, he does. And you said that in I, a conference yeah, I just, before. I yeah. have. And I yeah. just, I grab onto that so many times. Yes. Uh, what God leads us to, he equips us for. Yes. But we have to believe that's that right. also. Mm-hmm. We have right. to make the choices mm-hmm. that, okay, if that's. If that's true, God, mm-hmm. then give me your will and, and help me to follow your will. Help yes. me to totally focus on you and how difficult that is. But Absolutely. what God leads us to, he will equip us for. He will equip for. us for. But mm-hmm. think about this also. If we look at today's um, society, mm-hmm. look at um, the, the millennials, the coin of phrase, millennials, mm-hmm. you know, and they've lost that mm-hmm. because we all are from the generation that the can do mm-hmm. generation. Right. That we can do more than what we um, think we can do. Mm-hmm. But these kids nowadays, and I'm not saying all of them, right. no, but not a, at a good all. majority of them, they just, okay, I'll I put it like this, especially here in Colorado. We have all these marijuana shops, mm-hmm. okay, and that's all they see. Mm-hmm. It, it, the other day I was taking my youngest daughter to work, and we were stopped at a stoplight, and then there was a um, bus stop in the next block and we saw him token mm-hmm. oh, wow. they're token at mm-hmm. the the bus stop and i'm like okay colorado what are we going to do about that because that's not supposed to happen mm-hmm. you're right. supposed to be able to do it in the privacy of your own dwelling place exactly but not out on the streets like that mm-hmm. and so these kids have come to a point well marijuana is fine i can go and get some recreational marijuana but the thing about it is the recreational marijuana is more potent than what it was 15 right. 20 years ago that is right. so true yes and this the potency is what's drawing these kids in therefore they have they don't have the mind to strive for anything right. mm. okay. the I believe it was Children's Hospital that was interviewed this past week in the paper and, and don't quote me on the which hospital but it was all about the um, 
statistics have come out that nothing is up. Children's use of marijuana is not up. And the, the hospital was debating that because they said what we have seen has increased tenfold mm-hmm. in children coming to the to emergency room with marijuana um whatever yeah, I want to say yeah. but yeah and and so it is it and again it takes a strong kid to stand up and say no that's right, right. especially You're when right 99 percent of his peers you're right about that are right in it you know Donna and I were at a um an event a couple of weeks ago um it was the navigating the oh the world of addiction world of addiction yes mm-hmm. and I learned in one of the sessions the different ways these kids are getting high nowadays Hmm. and it would absolutely blow your minds Mm -hmm. it really would the things that they're actually doing Mm -hmm. they're putting drugs into their bodies in places that you would never imagine Mm -hmm. okay Mm. that's where we've come to yes and so see for this young man right okay to rise to, above, to rise above mm-hmm. all that because yeah in the, that's the what the inner city mm-hmm. the i don't know are they still calling it the ghetto the ghetto I, yeah the ghetto oh but it's out you know. in the suburbs honey i mean it's it's not just there i i truly believe it's out in it's everywhere the, it is everywhere mm-hmm. and you don't have to have money you do have money it's there uh-huh wow yeah there's wow. it doesn't mm-hmm. matter right especially from richer families like mm-hmm. douglas county mm-hmm. is a very rich county and uh, there's a lot of kids in the junior high or the middle schools and the mm-hmm. high schools that are very much involved in drugs and it's just so sad to see but the good news about it is is that Beatrice and I, when we were at this conference, we saw a lot of yes. healing yes. and things mm-hmm. happening. Like one young young lady had come to our book table mm-hmm. and uh, she used to be a meth addict. Mm-hmm. And Rob Lohman, who runs out of the Rut Ministries and yes. put on this whole conference, uh, had gotten a hold of her and encouraged her and guided her. And now she's a counselor. Amen. And mm-hmm. she actually meets with people who are addicted to meth and counsels them and encourages them. There. And she's been yes. there. Right. We had an opportunity to pray over a young man who had been clean for many years and then came and confessed it was like a little confessional at our table wasn't it mm-hmm. you know I've done this this and this in the last six months but now I'm getting back clean again and I'm here and so I was like B come pray I love calling you B because you just you're so cute I just want to call you B so I'm like B come pray you know so she came over and she did her anointing pray oh my goodness yes yes so she prayed over this young man it was great Whoa. All right. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, we are fortunate. And I think people out there, as well as myself, as I'm listening to you, thinking, okay, this all sounds really tough. And who am I? Mm-hmm. What can I possibly do? Well, we can do whenever we see, whenever we hear, yes. we can be we can be the mentor, we can be the example right. that somebody is watching. I don't That's care right. what age. Yes. Somebody and we can be the prayer watching. warrior too. You yes. bet. Okay, because the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man availeth much. Mm-hmm. Okay, and our prayers avail much with God. All it takes is one person to just right. stop and just, just pray for, for one child. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that will have such um, uh, gravity, such expansion, you know, in that child's life and, and we have to get to the point where we're actually praying for people That's absolutely right. and being on the lookout too that's right you know at that conference I really had prayed before I went there I said I know Lord that you are not bringing me here to sell books correct yes. you know if that's a byproduct great but help me 
be like Jesus, being about the Father's business. What's going on in this conference that I can, you know, encourage somebody mm -hmm. or minister to somebody? So I think if we're just present, we're so busy in this busy world that we're we're just we've got to get to point A to B, yes. and we've got this to do. And God forbid if we have an interruption in our schedule or yes. no margin yes. for that, because there's hurting people out in the world mm -hmm. who need a kind word. So just being intentionally present about what God is doing around us my, so that we can yep. minister. And my prayer before I even touch the floor at, as I'm in the bed in the morning is, Father, help me to respond, mm. whatever it is that you send, and help me to make you smile. I Amen. love that, Michelle. Amen. But That's but good. he sends it. I yes. mean, it is. It, mm -hmm. it is. No coincidence we're here. It's no coincidence at all. That's so right. help me to respond to that, God, as you wish. That's right. And, you know, we, we encourage parents, you know, if, if your children are going through the mm. drug thing, if they're having a hard time getting to the place, uh, the, the place that God has created them to be, you know, go and find help for your child. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, call somebody to there help you pray help. over that child. There is help. There is help. And yes. I think parents, uh, I shouldn't say parents, but in general, you don't want to admit that that's happening in your own family. Mm -hmm. You don't want to admit, you know, my own parents waited too long to get my sister help because they just didn't want to see yeah. what was going on. But you've got to be able to say, okay, this is what the situation is and we need to deal with it because mm -hmm. your child is going to recoup much quicker if you just get on to the situation and, and do that's something right. about it. That's mm -hmm. very true. And your child wants you to help them. They just don't know how to ask that you. That is right on. You know, so right. you have to be of a discerning, you know, God's people are discerners you know we we can sense the stuff that's going on in our lives when I look at my children I can tell when something's wrong mm. I can I don't care how old they are my oldest is 41 and my youngest is 25 uh -huh. if they step in a room and I'm in the room and I say uh-uh what's uh-uh what's mm -hmm. wrong what's wrong so we should be of a but discerning they're fortunate nature. they have you Praise because it, it right because so many young people can put on a front yes and um everything's fine yes and it is not so yes. we still pray over them whether we think they're fine or not amen yep. amen hey we got about two and a half minutes Great. late um left over left on the show today um michelle what's going on with you now that oh, you're back in colorado well how nice of you to ask <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i'm in a journey of my life where uh health is is a major issue and my husband's had some major health yeah. issues and so we're dealing with that and uh but god is so good that he mm -hmm. got us back home and and is leading us and it's just that time of my generational life where lots of people around me are experiencing the same thing Amen. and it's real hard to be beaten it, it's it's easy to to come to a negative oh gosh another one yeah, or this yeah. oh one more doctor's appointment yeah. are you kidding father you know so i, I it's a, it's a period for me to where all right god what do you have in mind today and help me to joyfully Amen. jump right in and see what it is and to listen and to listen Amen. so Amen. that's how can people coming. come um, get in contact with you to come and speak at their oh michelle at michellearon.com and i would love it i'm preparing for a women's conference now called the secret garden of prayer and I, oh, it's been wonderful. fun i've enjoyed yeah. that i have too so Good. You know, and and uh, the Secret Garden was my favorite book growing up. Yes. I didn't. I saw the musical several years ago. I didn't see it while it was here in Denver. Okay. But uh, yeah, I do. I love. I love the idea. Is that and local? Is that a local conference? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. good. Yeah, okay. it is. So yeah, cool. pretty fun. Thanks. Cool. All right. Fun. Thank Donna, you. what you got coming up, girl? Oh, well, we're already planning for the Overwhelm Conference in November. There's 165 oh. days to overwhelm, so I'm <laughs> feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> We've had board meetings. We've 
got our speakers picked out. We've got the day planned and yeah. just praying over the conference. Uh, Jericho Girls Ministries just Hi. became a nonprofit. Amen. Good so we you. are super excited. We're going to be launching that. So you guys are the first to know because right. we're going to be it's officially exciting. launching that next week. And uh, so hoping what's the website we go on? Jericho's? It's jerichogirls.org. And uh, we're taking Fantastic. donations and excited about the conference and how it's going to change women's lives. And it's just bring everybody to a place of overwhelmed in a positive way. Amen. And what's yeah. your email address? Donna, D-A-W-N-A, at skybeam.com. Amen. Yeah. And this is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life. You can get in touch with me, Beatrice, at drillsergeantoflife.com. Hey, God bless y'all. We love y'all with the love of Jesus, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Amen. Bye. Good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about a little boy, Carson. He's eight years old and his mom died of breast cancer. And I would love it if you would sponsor him for some art classes. Also, he doesn't like talking about his feelings after losing his mom. So he's taking dance and movement classes and that therapy costs about $100. And so if you would like to sponsor eight-year-old Carson who lost his mom to breast cancer to these classes that he really enjoys, the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation would love to help. 720 482 or go to org. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome back to Angie Austin and Friends with the Good News. And, and I'm here in the studio today with our good friend, my sister from another mister. Both of them are sisters from another mister. <laughs> yeah, because there would uh, be a cat fight. Yeah, you right about that. You just right said one that. of us. We're okay, like, we want that's you what I'm as saying. our sister. Uh, Donna <laughs> Smith-Hetzler and um, our snowbird back from Florida, <laughs> Michelle so Ron. Hey, me too. We missed you, missed Amen. you. Amen. It's good to be here Thank in the you. studio. And um, Angie is out for uh, a little bit, and so we're just... We're not taking over. We're not even sitting in. We're just here to do what we do. That's all we do. Because you cannot replace Angie Austin. She's oh, just she's one of awesome, a kind. Awesome one person. in a million. Yep. Awesome person. Donna, we have a friend of yours. Yes. yes. Mary is such a neat person. And so I'd like to welcome Mary DeMuth to our show today. Welcome, dear. Hey, thank you so much. Great to be here. So, girls, I met Mary uh, through a friend, through an editor friend, and we were all having lunch. And Mary, what I was so impressed with you was um, we were having a discussion, and you didn't know me very well. We've talked on the phone, but this was our first real meeting. And what really 
came through was your transparency with other women. And that is my heartbeat, as you know, with the Jericho girls bringing down those walls of Jericho that separate us from relationship and doing life and community. So I'm sitting there in this conversation and um, our other friend who was there knows Mary quite well. And Mary just went into a whole thing of what was going on in her life, shared with me. She was just so authentic. And it was so refreshing mm -hmm. to have a conversation like that. Uh, usually we, we have those conversations once we get to know somebody a little bit more. But Mary just put it all out there. So she's I bet real. she even looked you in the eyes. Yeah, yes, she did. Which is so rare. So yes. rare. Well, wait, I'm, I'm looking on her website here, uh -huh. and it says, what to do after people poop on you. <laughs> so you've got my attention. There you okay, go. you've got my attention. <laughs> right. uh, and we're going to be talking about your book today, too, Worth Living, How God's Wild Love for You Makes You Worthy. So tell us about that today, Mary. Yeah, so that book released last year, and it's about our worth and how we find it in Jesus. And so that was, um, I think that was my 36. Second, thirty-fourth book, something oh like that. Oh my goodness! I know, so crazy. <laughs> and uh, it was written because it's it's. I've perfectly handled it, and I now feel worthy. But I'm just kidding. I actually <laughs> I wrote it because I was broken in that area, and I typically write books that I'm struggling in and kind of wrestling through. And so uh, that's how I kind of came about writing that book. Phenomenal. Yes, and then. Being worthy, and, and I know you talk a lot about finding your worth in Christ, but give us some, like, practical, because I talk to a lot of young women about, you know, your worth is in Christ, but how do you articulate that to our millennials today, our young girls who are growing up learning a completely different message that the world teaches? Tell us how we can, we can share that in a practical way. Yeah, so, of course, we can go to Scripture, always going to Scripture, and uh, Romans 12, who talks about the renewing of the mind, mm -hmm. and a really practical way of doing that is, I think we have lost our worth or our feeling of worth because we've believed lies about ourselves. We mm -hmm. believe that our worth is tied to how we look or what we produce or um, how we, you know, make our way in the world, money, um, all those things, possessions. And so in order to combat that, um, I just simply learned a little exercise of creating little three-by-five cards. So on one side of the card, I'd write a lie that I have believed about myself. Mm. Um, you know, it could be something like, you'll never amount to much, or you have to prove your worth by doing a bunch of stuff. Mm. And then on the other side, I would pray and ask God to give me the scripture that combated the lie. And then I found those together and put them in my purse and just kind of reviewed them so that I could retrain my mind and renew my mind to believe the truth of God's scripture versus what the culture has been bombarding me with for my whole life. Yes. Wow. And that really works, too, because I read some scientific mm -hmm. evidence that says, you know, our left brain is actually the judgment center and the right brain mm -hmm. is more of the free spirit side. Mm -hmm. And you can actually train um, synapses in your brain if you step to the right and you just keep working on those affirmations of yourself. So uh, it does work. And then obviously Mary's been doing it. And sure. She feels completely worthy Plus now. It's visual. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100%. very visual person. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's real good. Yes, so absolutely. And then I wanted to ask you, you know, your book says that you dare women to believe that the God who starts a good work in them 
is faithful to bring it to their glorious completion. So, Mary, how tell listeners how that's possible um, in a world that tells us that, you know, we're not good enough, we're not worthy, and how do we hold on to that when God's not working in that time frame that we want to see? I'm an action girl, like, come on, come now. on, I want it now. Oh. You gave me the word, let's charge forward, let's do it. So how do we hold on to that hope? I think part of that is to realize um, that we need to have some eternal thinking. Um, and re- again, this is back to retraining our minds. But um, I, I think about a prayer that I've been praying for, you know, 30 years now, 35 years. And I'm just now beginning to see um, kind of whispers of that prayer being mm-hmm. answered. And it's very sweet. And we have uh, lost longevity. We've lost patience. We've lost the art of long obedience in the same direction. Mm. And so part of it is realizing that God is God has a plan. It may not be understandable to us in this moment, mm-hmm. but learning to train ourselves to trust that it will have an outcome that we that's going to be wildly unexpected. Mm. And I think part of our problem these days is we limit the creativity of God by making him conform to our our prayers. Mm -hmm. So we prescribe to him what we think we need done in our lives, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I need to know I'm more worthy, or I need to know I need to have better self-esteem. So we we tell God exactly how he's going to make that happen. Well, Lord, you're going to make me lose 25 pounds magically, (laughs) and, you know, all these things that we say. And then when it doesn't happen, or if it doesn't happen, then we get mad at God because he hasn't obeyed us. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think having a a more robust view of the sovereignty of God is really helpful, as well as the eternal plan that he has that we may not understand because our minds are so little compared to the vastness of him. Mm, Good point. And if you're just tuning in to us, we're talking with Mary DeMuth. Worth Living is her book, How God's Wild Love for You makes you worthy and i know you ladies have some questions michelle Uh, one thing and i love what you're saying and um uh, one of the people that i have enjoyed reading is mark batterson and mark batterson has said something similar in the respect that when you pray you you pray and you thank god for abc what it is that Mm -hmm. he's going to do because if it is in god's will if you are requesting it in god's will and you have faith and you are faithful 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 for no matter how long it takes it will happen but we don't we we must believe that also and it also must be our choice to request that because he's given us the free will and to and to thank him in advance for what it is. And to me, that's exactly what you're saying. And I think our society now (laughs) is so instant. Mm -hmm. Everything is, I mean, and I'm guilty. If my computer is slow, I am, (laughs) I am upset also. So it it is a point of God is, is saying, this is the time you need to be just with me. This Mm -hmm. is our time. Don't take it away. If you do, then you and I lose some ground here. So I love what you're saying. And um, did you grow up, I'd be uh, Mary, in a home where you were validated? Did you grow <laughs> up with with parents or saying you're chuckling? Is that an answer to me or what? <laughs> uh, that is a big fat no. Okay. So, um, okay. That's what, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because as I'm a, a I'm a retired teacher and it's so so many times I can be with a kindergartner and I can see that kindergartner 10 years down the road unless somebody or God comes into his or her life that's the way it's going to be down because they're going to believe all the lies that have been given to them so how did you come out of that I mean, in, in 30 words or less, here, Mary. <laughs> but was it, was it through somebody else? Was it an experience and, and your age where you realized that you did have worth? Yeah, so I definitely did not think I had worth. And when I looked at my feet touching the earth, I would think, why am I even standing on this earth except to be violated and hurt wow. and misunderstood? And so as a, a rape victim at five mm, and my five. mom... Um, three different divorces and my father dying at mm-hmm. 10 and so many like crazy traumatic things happening okay. drug abuse in the home and all of that. Um, I was, by the time I was 13, 14, I was thinking about it was time to take my life because mm-hmm. I just had, I didn't know why I was even here. When I was um, about 14 and a half, I was invited to a young life meeting mm. and that's when I wow. first heard about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then at 15, I went to a weekend camp where I heard the whole gospel. Wow. And that's when I really fell in love with him. And so really, my rescue has everything to do with him. It sure. has nothing to do with, I didn't even have really anyone in my life intervening for me. Mm-hmm. It really was, I don't even think anyone was praying for me. I think I was just a little orphan girl, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of people caring about me as an only child, too. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't have siblings at right. that point to help me. So it really was a rescue from Jesus, a, right. a kind of a Definitely. search and grab and pull me out of the hole. <laughs> and now he's using you. So I can't wait to read this book. Amen. Great. Amen. You know, Mary, I, I had a similar upbringing um, living in the South. And, you know, um, at, at one point, I, I'll tell you this part. Uh, at one point, um, I was told that I was too black to be played with. And if you mm-hmm. were to go to my website, drillsergeantoflife.com, you see I'm a dark-skinned person, dark-skinned black woman. Um, but I was told that I was too black to be played with at the age of five. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. thing stuck with me for 27 years. Mm-hmm. And it took me being in a mall in, in um, Clarksville, Tennessee, and this African lady, you know, she was darker than I was. And I didn't, I guess I didn't realize it at the time, but I I went up to her and I said, ma'am, may I tell you that you're just absolutely gorgeous? Mm -hmm. And she said, and so are you. And I stepped back and I said, no, I'm not. And she said, why do you say that? I said, I'm too dark. I'm too black to be pretty. And she said, who told you that lie? Mm -hmm. And it took me that long to find out that the things that had been told to me, even um, through the the sexual abuse and what have you, those things have been lies. Mm -hmm. And you know, so many young women and and young men, boys, you know, they are told a lie. Um, I'm working with a, um, I do ghostwriting also, and um, I'm working on this one um, project and the person in the story was told if they told about their sexual abuse that no one would believe them Mm. because nobody liked them. Mm. Okay. Mm. And how would you, how would you address? And I I know you speak to a lot of different audiences and what have you. What would you say to a young woman that's in a situation in which she is just so there's nothing there. She has no self-esteem, nothing whatsoever. What would you say to her? Yeah, the the sad truth is that in this world, you will have hardship, you'll have heartache, oh, yes. and Jesus says, take heart, I've overcome the world. Yes. And so really the answer 
the Sunday school answer is always Jesus, right? Yes, yes. Um, and so I would have to go back to what is permanent and what is solid, and that is the Word of God, and begin to walk her through some of those scriptures, particularly the gospel of, of Jesus living that perfect, sinless life um, and dying for her uh, to take away her sin, but also the sin of, that was committed against her, which sounds like it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I have realize as I tell my story, when I came to Jesus at 15, it wasn't my own sin that brought me there. It was the sin of others mm-hmm. and Good. him bearing the weight. And of course I had sin too. And of course I understand that. But at the time I, right. I was so broken and hurting. All I could see was other people's sin, but he was bearing that even sexual sin upon the cross. And I, I, I just kind of fell in love with him then. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I love that. And that helped. We had a Jericho girl that um, came to us two years ago, and she did not talk for the, the first three months of our meetings. I mean, not a word. And we thought, she's not coming back. She's not coming back. And when she finally shared her story, she shared that uh, at a very young age, her mother traded her to men for drugs because her mother was a drug mm-hmm. addict. And she looked at us and said, where was your God when this was right. happening to me? Right. Where was your God? And so I want to give hope to young ladies who are out there who feel like they're trapped. Uh, Mary's book is a great resource for feeling worthy again, for feeling loved again, and to know that there is that hope out there because like you, Mary, right? You probably felt that way at some point. Where was God? during all of this until you really became, you know, came to know Jesus and the love that he he gives. So how can you encourage a listener like that out there today? Well, I'll, I'll just affirm that that's a really normal feeling mm-hmm. and Good. a very logical and normal question. And mm-hmm. honestly, I still have the question. Um, I understand theologically that on the other side, I'm everything's going to make a lot more sense. And on this earth, I'm not going to understand everything. Right. And so I, I wouldn't condemn someone who has that thought at all. In fact, I would just say, hey, I've been there. I, I have mm-hmm. asked that question, and there are times in the middle of the night where I'll wake up and I'll ask that question again because I don't understand it. And sometimes, you know, I think we think, oh, we have to understand everything to come to Christ. Right. But I don't understand that one, and um, yet His love is still available And I think what happens is the enemy will convince us somehow that it's God's fault, which will then cause us to create a wall between the very person that can help us. And that's, I think, you know, one of the biggest tragedies of this life is the enemy of our souls wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. Hmm. What better way to do that than to have us be... um, abused and, and raped and That's all those right. things. It's, it is soul-deadening and soul-killing. And so um, we have to find our way back to Jesus, who is also empathetic and understands what we've been through. Mary, I use the, uh, the example of Columbine, which is my testimony and experience. And when people say, where was your God during Columbine? My answer is that he was there. And I I'm going to choose to trust that the testimonies of Cassie and so forth and so forth. And then I say, just as you and I, as moms, as grandmas, as whatever, we ask our kids to trust us even when it doesn't make sense. But to to love them enough, to love us enough, to trust us. And that's what I that's what I choose to do with my God. Amen. That's good. Yeah, and we've got about a minute or so left. What do you want listeners to know about your book, Worthy? Uh, worth living, uh, 
share something that they might take away from that, Mary? Yeah, so the book is structured um, with lies and truths, and so um, Good. each lie is combated with a truth, and so that's kind of how it's worked out, and um, a lot of times our worth is tied to relationships, so when you mentioned the poop on you thing, on my website, marydewey.com, you can get a free ebook called What to Do When People Poop on You. I love it. Great. Head on over to the website and grab that for free. That's great. great. Awesome. How can listeners find you? Uh, just on the web at marydemuth.com, and I'm anywhere else. Twitter is Mary Demuth, Facebook is author Mary Demuth, and um, I'm all over the place. <laughs> she is one transparent woman, just awesome. a wonderful you, woman of God. Thank you for being on our show. This is the good news. B, you want to take us out? Hey, thank you so much for listening today. We've been um, talking with Mary Demuth, and look, get her book, Worth Living. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we'll see you next time on The Good News with Angie Austin and Friends. Bye-bye. Hey, this is producer Dave with The Good News. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, but I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA The Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. How would you like to help people of the differently abled community just by donating the things in your house? Yes, I'm talking about ARC. And guess what? You don't even have to take them to ARC. I go there and I shop with a purpose all the time and I buy all kinds of great stuff and it helps people with intellectual and developmental disabilities within our own community. But guess what? They'll come right to your door and pick up your stuff. I have them come about every month or two and I just put everything out of my driveway, put a little note that it says ARC on it, and they come right to my house and pick it up. And believe me, it makes me feel good to know that I'm helping some of my friends out in the community. So let's tell you how to do this, okay? Call 303-238-JANE. That's 303-238-5263. And they'll come right to your house and they'll pick up all your donations. And don't forget to shop at ARC. It's shopping with a purpose. I get all kinds of stuff for my kids there. Clothes, sporting equipment, boots, gloves, baseballs, bats, basketballs, you name it. Check out ARC. Again, shopping with a purpose and they'll come pick up your items. 303-238-JANE. Author, speaker, and media man Jim Stovall joining us, uh, talking about his Wisdom for Winners column, The Revolutionaries. What are you teaching us today, Jim? Well, you know, the people that get ahead in, in life and uh, really make a difference are often revolutionaries. And, you know, we go to school and we're taught to conform, you know, you know color within the lines, follow the rules, you know, this is the existing technology, stay within that. But then if you get out of school after getting an education like that, 
you often end up going to work for someone who's a revolutionary, and they did things differently, and they created whole new industries, whole new worlds, whole new opportunities for everybody. So, you know, there's kind of a fundamental thing you have to look at, which is, you know, if you want to work for somebody else, if you want to stay within that and uh, and uh, be an employee type mentality, that's a great thing to do, and you should do that and do it well. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be an innovator, an inventor, you kind of got to be a bit of a revolutionary and you got to look at what's different, what could be instead of what is. Instead of what is, what could be. I think so many people focus on what isn't that they can't get to what could be. Right. And, you know, I I used, uh, drew upon uh, the eulogy at Bobby Kennedy's funeral and his brother Teddy said, my brother looked at what you know many men look at what is and say why my brother looked at what was not and said why not and those sorts of mentalities that sort of what is possible what could go on and when you get a traditional education which i'm a huge fan of i have scholarships and i'm a huge fan of a traditional education but what that 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 is a baseline to start your thinking that's not the finish line that's the beginning now we know what is so when we stand on top of what is then we can look at what's possible what else is out there and our country you know america was born in a revolution but a different kind of revolution than the world had ever known most revolutions were uh you know, the common people wanting something that the king or the ruling class has. We want your wealth. We want different things. We want to protest. We want land. We want this. We want this. What America wanted in our revolution is we want to be left alone. We didn't want anything King George had. Mm -hmm. We didn't want any of his wealth. We didn't want any of his land. We would like to be left alone to go do anything we think we're big enough to do. And that's what uh, America was founded on. And the people that succeed in our society are the people that kind of look at the world the same way. Yeah, and I think that's part of what you do. Um, let's, and you talk in the article about Ted Kennedy as he eulogized his brother. Yeah, and, and that's the thing we were talking about. You know, he, he was recounting the fact that his brother looked at the world differently. And instead of saying, this is what is, what could be out there? What is possible? And uh, instead of uh, being uh, looking at what is and saying why, lamenting why is the world this way, you kind of look at what's possible and say, why not? Mm -hmm. Why can't we do that? And, you know, I know in my company, Narrative Television, I had no background experience or training in the television business when I started. And I started out to do TV for blind people. And it was a huge advantage because I, I, I didn't know things weren't possible. And uh, I've had many experts come back after I won Emmy Awards for technological innovations, and experts told me I had no idea you could do that. Wow. I didn't either. Wow. So not knowing sometimes is a great advantage. Well, and I think that, you, you know, you specifically state, I like to avoid the word impossible and having lost your sight or being told at least you were going to lose your sight in your teens and then losing it in your, you know, 20s, it was gradual, that um, avoiding that word impossible really led you to so much success, maybe even more success had you not lost your eyesight. Have you always avoided the word impossible? No, no. It's only when everybody told me everything was impossible that, did I realize I'm going to have to do something that's impossible because everybody seems to think me as a blind person doing anything is impossible. And you know, everything we do today, you and I talking on the radio, there was a time when that was impossible. We're talking over the airwaves. I mean, that seems bizarre. Getting in your car and going somewhere, getting on a jet and flying across the country, all those things at one time 
were impossible, and today they're a part of our normal daily life. Well, what is impossible today will become doable in the future and normal reality beyond that. Well, I'm, I'm sure many people thought it was impossible not only for you to work in TV, but to write over 30 books as a blind person and also to be involved in uh, how many movies have been made from your books now? We've done seven. We're working on a couple more. Yeah, I, I write books I can't read that are moved, turned into movies I can't watch. And Whoa. yeah, that seems impossible, but it's, it's normal in our world now. Right. All right. What's the takeaway, Jim Stovall? Um, learn what is, learn everything you can learn about the current state of the art, but don't consider that as everything. That's just all we know. And all we know is far less than all there is. And maybe like Jim Stovall, avoid the word impossible. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Jim, where do we find you? Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L, jimstovall.com. You're the best friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.